So I want to read to you from the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John. Jesus says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, He prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed or pruned by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Here ends the reading. If you noticed up on the screen, that's a bit of a different version. I, I don't like the translation remain for the, for the Greek abide. I, I like abide. There's something, there's something about abiding. Remain for me, if you put an S on it, is something that's dead, right? It's remains, right? So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like the word remain in me. I, I like the word abide. It seems very, very real and full and and close. Abiding with someone means you're, you're just sort of, you're with them in a real present way. Um, not, you're not remaining with them. Like you just sort of, well, I just remained there for a while. That doesn't really make, didn't make much sense to me. So that's why I read from that different version this morning. Um, for some of you, I know you got really excited when you saw the, uh, the, the thing on Facebook this week and the email. You thought, well, we're going to Vegas. We're gambling in church. You know, we're, we, we, got, we got three lemons on the bar. I have no idea what that means. I know that that's like a one-armed bandit thing. I mean, all you gamblers can tell me later what that means. I'm not really sure about all that. But, but there's, a sense, there's, a, there's a sense in which, in, in the Scripture, as, as you read through, that, that those who follow Jesus and, the, and those who abide in Him um, receive gifts. And they come to understand those gifts in, in particular ways. And, and, and one of the ways that they're described is, is they're called the fruit of the Spirit. They're called the fruit of the Spirit. And there's a number of them, and we've, we've already talked about one of them, um, which is love. We talked about that before Easter. But there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, there's kindness, there's goodness, there's faithfulness, there's gentleness, there's self-control. And these, and these are things that, at least according to the, at least according to the Scripture, are, are given by the Spirit. That with, with, without them and without, uh, without abiding in Christ, that, 
that, th that these, we have a very difficult time with these uh, in our lives. And, I mean, and I don't know about you, but as I read through that list, I mean, I have a difficult time with those even when I feel like I'm abiding in Christ. That, that when, when I'm not really connected um, and I'm not abiding in the vine, I'm not feeling very, I'm not growing very well, I don't feel like those things are, are often very present in my life. We're going to talk more, more about those. But this thing, joy, joy, we often equate it with happiness, like, like, like our, our young people here said. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hard concept to get at, but happiness... I really believe, is, is situational. It's situational. It's like, you know, you hit all the green lights because you're, you're going down Monument Avenue to your job downtown. And you hit all the green lights. Like, that's happiness, right? That's, I, just, I, just, I just, woo, right on through. You know, you, 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 you go to Starbucks and, and somebody has paid it forward and paid for your coffee they were, they were ahead of you, and they paid for your coffee ahead of you. You know, that's situational. That's, that's happiness. It's situational. Um, you, you, um, you, you show up somewhere, and a friend you haven't seen for a long time is there. That's, that's happiness. It's situational. Things, things coming together just at the right time. Joy, on the other hand, seems to have something a little bit um, deeper about it. Because there can be joy even in the midst of, of troubling times. There can be joy even in the midst of troubling times. And I don't know if you've ever met anybody that was going through something incredibly difficult, um, uh, that, that was struggling with something, uh, whatever it was, but yet they, they just exuded this kind of, I don't know, I don't want to call it confidence, but this, this presence, and I would call it joy, that, you know what, whatever happens... Whatever happens, I'm still moving forward. I'm still going to be connected with God. I'm still going to be in the presence of the Spirit. I'm still going to be wanting to be here with you. I'm not letting my, the situation control what's going on inside of me. We do a lot of work, the church does, with uh, the Richmond Roadrunners Club. And, and, and so I've gotten to know some of the runners that have been very involved in that club, and it represents, I don't know, between two and 3,000 runners in the, in, the, in the Richmond area who are officially members. And some of them recently who've been running for a long, long time, they, they've sort of come to a point in their life where they're like, you know, I'm probably not going to have a personal record at this next race. I think, I think I've done that. I think, I think I've maxed out that sort of thing. What's, what's, what's the next thing? Like, what, what can I do now? Because I love running. It, it, it really, it brings me joy because I know when I'm there, it brings me happiness as well, but it brings me joy. But how can, I, how can I sort of pay that forward? And so some of them have gotten involved, and I forget exactly what, what the group is called, but basically they partner with folks who are blind. They partner with folks who are in wheelchairs. Um, they partner with folks who have other disabilities, and then they and they and they they run with them and they train them and and for some of them, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like like there are some folks who who can't. They couldn't push their own wheelchair, so they're in a they're in a cart, you know. And so people people run with them and they, they push them, so they can do the races as well and, and really have a sense of, of of joy and of completion of something. And that's 
And that's what these, these folks who do are completely able-bodied, and, and so they're, they're doing this. And I was talking with one of them yesterday, Carl, and he, he, was just, he was just telling me just how overwhelmed he gets when he's with them. Because he says, I don't know if, I, you know, he says, I'm with them once a week or maybe twice a week. But he said, you know, they're never having a bad day. He said, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, he said, here I am, I'm completely able to buy. Like, I don't know how I would handle what they're doing. He said, you know, the, here, this one young man that I'm, that I'm working with, I mean, he, he was in a foreign country teaching English to people. That's what he went there for. He was serving other people, and a, the bus that he was riding on rolled over. And he now only has, is able to control from here up. And he said, he, he just never has a bad day. Like there's, there's something, and then I didn't, and he didn't say this, but I'll say, like, like there's a joy just in living and still being here that, that comes through this, that, that maybe, and I don't, we, you know, he didn't know him beforehand, but, but perhaps it came through the adversity that there was, a, there was a reorganization of what was important to this person. And I know that for my friend Carl, that he's having a little bit of a reorganization himself about what's important in his life. And he's, all, I mean, everything that I know him, he's a great guy. He's just a solid, solid guy. But, but he's really being impressed by this sense that, that there is joy there. And so I think that's one of the things that, that for those of us who are, who are people of faith, that, that if, we can, if we can come to some sort of understanding that, that being a person of faith and and receiving the Spirit of God is not like all of a sudden everything's just going to be wide and open for us. The path is just laid out for us and it's all clear and, and there's, not, there's not any troubles. There's, there's not anything that's going to befall us. But that in the midst of that is God. That we're still going to have troubles and they're going to be mighty. <laughs> that we're still going to have difficulties. That there's still going to be illness and there's still going to be addiction and there's still going to be death but that in the midst of that is God and that God's spirit is working in us a real sense of abiding with us and then when we in turn open our hearts and abide with Christ then we receive that spirit more fully and we begin to find joy even in the deepest and darkest circumstances because our trust is not placed in the circumstances, our trust is placed in the Spirit of God and in the salvation that we find in Jesus Christ. In the Scripture, there's a, there's a place where it talks, about, it talks about joy in the midst of this, like, like a woman bearing a child. And of course, it's really bad for a man to be speaking about childbearing, so just please excuse me about this, but... I mean, especially a man who, when his second child was born, was on an airplane in Ohio. Yeah. Adam, you were supposed to stay in the womb 48 more hours, and then I would, I would be home. But anyway. But it talks about it, that, 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 that in childbirth there is pain. But through the pain there is joy, and of course then when the pain is over, there is great joy and rejoicing. When a child is born. 
that in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of troubles, that we are given the spiritual fruit of joy if we are open to it. If we are willing to open our hearts and open our souls and open our minds to abiding in Christ in a way that we grow in Him. That we grow in Him. I love this scripture so much because because it talks about the pain in a sense. I'm the true vine, my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Do we have any rose Bush, rose growers, flower growers in the, in the room, anybody? Nobody. Yeah, you know why? It's a lot of work. I mean, it's, you know, you can, you, can, you can have a beautiful rose bush, but if you allow it to have too many buds, it'll die because it'll take too much nourishment from the rest of the plant. You have to prune it. You have to, you have to, you have to clip off. Even the healthy Buds, you have to clip some of them in order for the whole bush to be healthy. And so some people will say, you know, gosh, pastor, I'm doing all the right things. You know, I pray and I go to worship and I serve and I da 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 But all this is going on in my life. Why, why, why is this hardship happening? You know, didn't God say everything would be great and rose petaled? No, he didn't, but that's a whole other discussion. Every branch that bears fruit... Every branch that bears fruit now, so this is someone who abides in Jesus, every branch that bears fruit, God prunes to make it bear more fruit. Sometimes the things that we are going through are good for us. That's hard to take especially as adults. You know, we tell kids that all the time. Like, you know, this is good for you. We don't tell ourselves that so much when we're going through hard things, right? And some people have read this to say, well, God, you know, God's pruning me. God's punishing me. No, God's not punishing you. But after the fact, you can look back and you go, you know what? Through the, I would not have been the person that I am today if I had not gone through this. And I, I'm guessing you can think back in your life the things that you've gone through that you, you were wondering, what was, how is this going to turn out? What's going to happen here? How are we going to live after this? And it was hard, and it was difficult, and it was dark, and it was not a good, didn't feel like a good place at all. But then afterwards, as you stayed faithful, and you, you kept walking, and you trusted Things opened up differently. As I look around this room, I mean, I know many of your stories, and I, I, I know many of the things that many of you have gone through, and I'm just thinking you're, you're coming to my mind about that, that very particular thing, about the things you've gone through, and then as you've come through them, you know, this opened up a whole new world for us, and now we have a different way of being with God. We have a different way of living because of this. And so there can be joy after the darkness. Joy comes in the morning after it's been dark. And so what I want to say to you is if you're not feeling much joy in your life, I I encourage you to just to abide. Stay connected. Don't, Don't disengage. Engage. 
with, with friends, with family, engage with Christ, read the scripture, pray, worship, be with people, share your struggle. Because there is a deep joy that is yours to be had even in the midst of difficulty. And today, today this congregation celebrates with joy the resurrection of Christ. He is our gift. He is our hope. And today we welcome a couple of new members into the life of this congregation who have found a joy in this place for them at this point in their lives. And so we rejoice with joy through whatever that journey is going to be with them as they journey with us now. And so I hope and pray that today, as, you've, as we've shared together in this word and in prayer and in scripture, that, that you might find a new place where the Spirit is giving you joy, even in the midst of difficulty. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, any of the current elders that are in the room to, uh, to come forward. And then I'm going to invite uh, Andy and Caitlin to come forward. Yeah, have you guys stand over here. Actually, let's move back behind the table. Have you guys stand right here. Last week we had uh, seven new members uh, join uh, during the Easter service, and, and, and I'll just throw these guys under the bus this morning. They said, they said this, is the, this is their personality. Caitlin said, man, maybe we should have waited till there were more people. <laughs> this is their personality. Now get this. And Andy said, no, the spotlight's on us today. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so here are these words from our Lord Jesus Christ. 